How to Survive Until You're Published, Season 1, Episode 11, Building Your Cast of Characters. Hello and welcome to How to Survive Until You're Published, the podcast, because if you're drowning in words, so are we, and you might as well not do it alone. So today we are going to talk about more, surprise, you guessed it, characters. <laughs> um, so there's so much we could really talk about with characters, character arcs, character archetypes, um, and we could just continue listing all the things, mm -hmm. but we really wanted to whittle it down to give you basic tools to assemble your story, complete your first draft, and make it through NaNoWriMo. Um, so we're going to talk about cast of characters and side characters, and we're going to get into one theory of archetypes today mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. But Amy, what are some stereotypes you think of when it comes to side characters? Yes, side characters are the best. They are so fun. Um, I feel like sometimes, at least for me, my side characters like end up being better than my regular characters. Um, See, that's but... better than me. I have the problem of they show up on the page once and then you forget <laughs> they about them. never show up again, which <laughs> is also a problem. Yeah. So like what I think of, I mean, I think of the, I, I mean, I honestly thought of um, Spider-Man um, the new spider, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, mm -hmm. where his best friend Ned is is an awesome sidekick, and he's the guy in the chair. You know, yeah. um, he's he's a really good example of a good supporting side character. Um, and then another is like Ron and Hermione. Oh yeah, yeah. They are really good. Um, just great, be there, and they both play a very crucial, different role for Harry. Yeah, and beyond that, like, there's so many more side characters in Harry mm -hmm. Potter, if you think about it, mm -hmm. and we can really delve into it. Um, yeah. But why are, why is it important to have side characters and make sure they don't disappear off the page? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like they are really, um, they balance out your story. Um, because, I mean, while it would be great to just watch some guy by himself doing what he does, it's so much more fun to have some people come in, somebody that's funny, somebody that is always the downer, somebody that's grumpy, you know, mm -hmm. somebody that just loves to have fun and never takes anything seriously. It's, it's fun to have just that variety. Yeah. Um, but they also, they're also a good support for your protagonist. Um, because as they're on their journey to discover and overcome their misbelief, these characters can, um, can help they can bring out new ideas that he wouldn't that you know your character wouldn't have thought of and bring up different things and have other things happen and things yeah, like that there's just a lot more dynamics to play with um when you bring in side characters i think too it just relates to like human nature of wanting and needing to connect with others or anything in like some capacity as well um so in previous episodes about theme, we've kind of talked about how characters all serve a purpose, and usually that purpose is either thematic or functional, um, but ideally it should be both, uh, to continue the theme of your story and to drive it forward, because every character should have a purpose. But what kind of functions can characters have on your main protagonist as they drive the theme forward? So like what kind of, start thinking about like types of influences, kind of like you were saying, mm -hmm. Um, that side characters can have as we talk. Um, just want you to think about that for a second. But at Storymakers a year or so ago, September Fox gave a class on structuring your cast of characters, um, and she brought up archetypes, specifically Dramatica theory archetypes, and how these can help you build your side characters as well 
and just make sure that the character dynamics flow well. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But before we get too much further, how would you define an archetype? So an archetype is a little different from a stereotype. It is a very typical example of a certain person or thing. So kind of something that is regular in progression, you see often, um, and it it can help you to understand your side characters um, so you can give them a specific role to play mm-hmm. instead of just winging it. Yeah, because you do want to make sure that your side characters aren't just there to be there, mm-hmm. that they do have a function. Um, I can think of a few TV shows who just have side characters and you're like, well, what was the point of introducing Mm -hmm. them? Like, I don't know. That's why I like it when authors are very purposeful about their side characters because as a reader, if you're taking my attention away from the main protagonist of the story, I want there to be a purpose. And it's like, okay, well, why? Or like, what interesting thing are they going to do, right? Because it's a competition for your reader's attention a little bit. Yeah, no, I I feel like kind of going off of that, I feel like I've I've thought about that as I've been reading. Um, Like, everything has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, every word published on the page has a reason to be there. And so you need to really think about how how those characters are going to drive the plot because you're... If, if your readers are looking at this and they waste 20 pages about this character that they don't care about, they're not going to want to come back to your book again. Mm-hmm. Um, they are there to help influence and support your protagonist and to help build him up or her um, to accomplish their goal. It's kind of, you know, kind of help move the plot forward. Yeah, and we'll kind of come back to that in a minute too. Yeah. Um, but for the dramatic or dramatica theory archetypes... They focus on eight different roles or archetypes that characters can fall into. And we're just going to hurry and list them and we'll go every other one and just kind of list what they are. Um, So first one is your protagonist, the main character, the one driving your story. Yeah. Um, And then next is your antagonist, um, which, you know, is your villain. Um, The arc of your antagonist usually is going to be the opposite of the arc of the protagonist. And I think that's an important thing because it helps um, balance out what your protagonist is going through. Um. Yeah. Um, The next one is going to be the reason archetype. So this character is typically someone who's more calm and controlled. They make their decisions based on logic, never letting emotion get in the way. They're more rational. So um, a good example that we thought of was Hermione for Mm -hmm. this. You know, she, especially at the start, is more logical in how she thinks about things. It's school, it's this, it's she doesn't necessarily let emotion guide her at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, she's very focused. Um, the next one would be an, an emotion character. So, like, an emotional character that's uncontrolled in actions. So they just kind of do what they want to do. They respond with feelings and don't often disregard for practicability, which I, can be a positive thing because mm-hmm. it can help your character you know, think about an emotion or things that they wouldn't have thought about. Yeah, it can kind of help drive your B story, mm-hmm. or like that internal story yeah. forward a little bit more. Yeah. Um, a good example of that is is Ron. So Ron's kind of the opposite of Hermione. He's driven by emotion. And it does take him a while Even to sort of... Even though he has the emotional range of a teaspoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does take him a while um, to kind of um, harness his emotion Um and it's really cool to watch how he how he overcomes that. So that that would be 
a, another good thing using these archetypes is to help you figure out the, your side character's journey. As simple as it could be, um, using an archetype can help map that out for mm -hmm. you. So the next archetype is the sidekick. So it's someone who supports, it's kind of like their cheerleader, almost gullible in a sense of truth, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, I mean, anyone can kind of think of a sidekick. Superheroes are notorious for having this archetype yeah. in their storylines. You know, you've got Batman and Robin, who's the, ar the sidekick archetype. Or I always think of two, like Kim Possible and Ron, you know, like <laughs> yeah, another Ron, Ron example. He's a sidekick character. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a, that's an important character um, mm -hmm. because it kind of, they're kind of there to just to support and to build up your character because your character can be going through the worst things in the world mm -hmm. and they can just be there. They're a good, solid balance to your protagonist. Oh, and the next one is um, the skeptic. So they oppose everything, they disbelieve everything, and they doubt everything, um, which can be really fun to play with. Um, somebody that always plays the devil's advocate mm -hmm. um, can be it can be really cool in 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 high high energy stories, like in high stories. Um, where you always have somebody that's like, well, but what about this? And mm -hmm. what about this? So it can bring a cool dynamic of um, thinking about possibilities, thinking about different types of plot structures. Um, they can bring up those things that they may, that the rest of the group maybe hadn't thought about. Yeah, it's just a little bit more opposition. And it can be used either for the benefit or detriment of your character yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so the next one is a guardian. Um, often also referred to as like a mentor. Mm -hmm. So it's a helper who aids the efforts in the story or goal, um, usually represented in like conscious of mind um, based on like the author's view of morality. But you do really often see this interchangeably labeled the mentor mm -hmm. um, because they are the one who just helps and aids. Like think of Gandalf or Yoda, you know, as Luke Skywalker is starting to train, he's his mentor and he's there to yeah. help and aid. Yeah, I feel like um, they are, they can be very crucial part um, because um, there's another, um, another kind of relating to this called um, a touchstone mm -hmm. um, that me and Megan have talked about a lot. Um, it's a character that always believes in your protagonist, no matter what. They will always be there. A good example is um, Zuko's uncle. Mm -hmm. uncle, Iroh. Uncle Iroh. He always, always believes in Zuko, no matter what, through the whole thing. And um, because he, because of that solid rock, and you know, a guardian could play that same role. The character can overcome their misbelief and believe in themselves more, and um, they can also be there to help get through the story goal. It's just kind of, I think Dumbledore is a really good example to Harry of of a keystone and of a guardian character because he's just there. He's always believing in Harry, and he sets up uh, the story so that Harry can be successful. Yeah. And then the last one is a contagonist. So they're going to hinder the efforts to achieve the story goal. Um, they usually represent some temptation to the wrong course of action or approach. Um, not to be confused with the antagonist. The antagonist is 
deliberately going to try to stop whatever is going on. The contagonist is going to try to delay it or slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not necessarily in direct opposition to your protagonist. It could just be someone offering like the easy way out or mm-hmm. just kind of a temptation to your character that's going to allow them to continue living in their misbelief and fear and maybe reject their need. Yeah, it also could be play a good role in just, if, if you get to the last part of your story, the bad guys close in, they just cause even more problems, it's more true. havoc. A good example I can think of is um, the book by Allison Jervis, um, 27 Days in mm-hmm. 27 Days. Um, her... Spoilers. Yeah, maybe. spoilers. <laughs> yeah, definitely spoilers. Um, but she has her main antagonist is is death. And then um, she, I, I can't remember the name, is kind of like chaos mm-hmm. um is is kind of represents this he just comes in and just starts causing issues and causing problems mm-hmm. and he comes in about halfway through the book and so um but he's not the villain but he mm-hmm. sort of is he just plays this role of just causing mischief and problems mm-hmm. for your character and so one thing you'll kind of notice too with these is a lot of them bleed into each other and People are not one-dimensional, so (laughs) they will probably steal elements from each of these. It's just nice to have a guide. But also, you don't necessarily have to have a character for each different archetype. One character could fulfill more than one role. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was one piece of feedback I got on my first novel I ever wrote as I was writing it, where I like realized, I think like halfway through or more than halfway through, that I had two characters who if like were kind of falling flat on their own, but if you combined their functions, one character served the purpose and it just added more dimension to that side character. Yeah, I think it's important too, because some people have a large cast of characters. Um, like Six of Crows, you've got six very main characters and each of them play a different archetypal role, but um, sometimes, I mean, you don't want to write a book with six different characters. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> sometimes you'd rather narrow it down, and that's okay. Um, just think about kind of the crucial archetypes uh, that we, you know, that we've listed, the roles that you think would help benefit your protagonist or or dissuade them from, you know, whatever way you want to play your plot. Um, just think about what roles would be best for your protagonist to help support him in his journey. Mm-hmm. And... Like, on top of that, like, kind of like Amy was saying, you don't need every single role. And also, some of these functions in your story, they might come in other forms. It might not be a person. It might not be a side character, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you're just not writing a book with a lot of cast of characters, like Brandon Mm -hmm. Sanderson, who has who knows how many characters in some (laughs) of his books. Um, Looking at the Stormlight Archives. (laughs) Um, But it could be, like, a societal pressure that kind Mm -hmm. of plays the more contagonist role you know um but yeah i think sometimes it's almost better when you have a character who plays multiple roles or sometimes like you have two sidekicks you know Mm -hmm. maybe one's a emotional sidekick and one's a reason based sidekick or one's a skeptic based you know there's so many different combinations of these archetypes that you can use to better help your protagonist and drive your story forward yeah so just keep in mind um, that whatever role they play, you want them to be there as a support. 
Um, so as you as you think about your character and what we've talked about in our last episodes, if you think about their their wound and their fear and their want and their misbelief, how they're overcoming through that journey, think about how you can embody that support process through their side characters. How you can put side characters in in different places to cause problems or to help um, and just make sure that they're supporting in the best way that they can. Mm -hmm. And by no means do you have to use these archetypal roles, but it can just help you flesh out your side characters a little bit more too, because maybe you don't want to go through the wound, fear, misbelief character description with each of your side characters, but they should have a purpose. Mm -hmm. So these can just help you think through that purpose a little bit more on their motivation for being in the story and like why they're in there. Yeah. Because you really don't want a side character who shows up once and there's <laughs> no reason for them being there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're going to end with a challenge. Um, so we want you to go through and define what archetypal role your side characters will play. So it could be multiple roles. It could be just one. Um, or like Megan said, you could think about a society structure or a goal or something that could define one of those roles mm -hmm. as well. And I was going to say too, like, sorry, jumping into something. I just had this last minute thought. But like your protagonist could also have more than one of these roles as well. It doesn't necessarily have to just be your sidekick or like your side characters that have these roles. The protagonist could be the skeptic. They could be the emotion. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and I think too, if you haven't started your story um, defining the challenge to define what archetypal role your side characters will play is great. If you have, go through and look at which ones they're already naturally fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and see if you can pin it down more. If you kind of figure out, oh, they might not actually be fulfilling this, then try to narrow down and figure out what they're gonna be doing, how they're playing a role um, to your character and just try to flesh it out a little better. And if they're not serving a purpose, maybe make the decision to cut them from yeah. the story. <laughs> Sorry, kill yeah. your darlings, yeah. guys. <laughs> so fun. But that's a great challenge. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, because if you're drowning in words, then so are we, and you might as well not do it alone. Have a great week, everyone.